The Halachas of Megillah's Esther and Hanukkah, chapter 2. One who reads the Megillah out of order has not accomplished the mitzvah. If a person forgot a verse and then read the next verse, then went back and reads the one that he forgot, and then reads the third verse, he's read it out of order, he has not done it in the proper sequence, and therefore he has not completed the mitzvah. Rather, what he should have done is gone back to the verse that he forgot and then continued reading. Second halacha. If a person comes upon a congregation that is halfway done with the Megillah, he should not say, I will listen to the latter half and then go back and listen to the first half. Rather, he must hear it from beginning to end. However, if a person is reading himself and then he pauses for a little while and then he continues reading, even though the pause might have been long, that is okay. Third halacha. A person who reads the Megillah from memory has not completed the mitzvah. Someone that does not understand Lashna Kaidesh, who hears it in Lashna Kaidesh and therefore doesn't understand it, has completed the mitzvah. And someone who only knows Lashna Kaidesh, who hears a Megillah that was written in Greek, that was then recited in Greek, that person has also completed the mitzvah. Fourth halacha. In this way, Greek is unique. If it was written in any other language, a person hearing it in that language would only complete the mitzvah if he understood the language. However, if it's written in Lashna Kaidesh, but the person reading it is reading it in a different language, in other words, he's translating it, the people who hear it have not fulfilled the mitzvah because it's as if he's reading it by heart. And in this case, even the reader would not fulfill the mitzvah. Fifth halacha. A person who read the Megillah without any kavana, without any intention, does not fulfill the mitzvah. This means someone who's writing the Megillah and reading it as he's writing it, or he's checking the Megillah, that person has not completed the mitzvah unless he also had the intent to fulfill the mitzvah by reading it. One who dozes while reading the Megillah fulfills the mitzvah if he has not fallen asleep. Sixth halacha. An addendum to the prior halacha, if the person is writing a Megillah, then the Megillah that he's writing isn't complete. So he would only fulfill the mitzvah if he was reading it from a complete Megillah while he's writing it in a separate Megillah. Seventh halacha. Someone reading the Megillah and he mispronounces something has nonetheless fulfilled the mitzvah. And a person may fulfill the mitzvah either sitting or standing, but the person reading the Megillah, Milchatchila, should not do so sitting down if he is doing it for other people. The concern here is in other words, the honor of the congregation. But if he does this, he has fulfilled the mitzvah. If people read the Megillah in unison, they have fulfilled the mitzvah, and the people listening have fulfilled it as well. Eighth halacha. One should not read the Megillah from a scroll that contains other writings. And someone who reads from such a scroll for the congregation does not fulfill the mitzvah, and the people listening do not fulfill the mitzvah, unless the Megillah portion is a noticeably different font size. Someone reading for himself, however, may do so with a Megillah that contains other writings. Ninth halacha. The Megillah may only be written in ink on a gvil or a klaf, like a Sefer Torah. The parchment must be ruled, just like a Sefer Torah. But it does not need to be processed with kavana, that is, with the intent that it should be used for a mitzvah. If it was written on paper, or if it was written on a hide that wasn't processed, or if it was written by a Gentile or an apikaris, it is puzzle. Tenth halacha. If the letters are smudged or torn, then as long as each letter is discernible, the scroll is okay. Even if some letters are not discernible, the scroll remains kosher as long as most of the letters are intact. And if some letters are missing, or even some words, and the person reading it is able to remember those parts and reads it by heart, he has fulfilled the obligation. And it's not like he read the whole thing by heart. Eleventh halacha. All the parchments of the Megillah must be sewn together, so it's a single scroll. It should be sewn with animal sinews, just like a tyra, but it only needs three stitches per parchment holding it together. Twelfth halacha. The person laning the Megillah should say the names of the ten children of Haman in one breath, because they were all hung as one. And the person reading it should spread it out like a letter, and then roll it back up when he is done reading. And then after he rolls it, he recites the bracha. Thirteenth halacha. On the fourteenth and fifteenth of Adar, it is asr, it is not permitted to give a eulogy or to fast. And if there are two adars, then this is true for both of them. 
And those who read the Megillah on Monday or Thursday, that is not the 14th. Though they are reading the Megillah on that day, they are permitted to fast or to give eulogies on that day, but not the 14th or 15th. 14th halacha. For those who read the Megillah on the 14th, that day is set aside as a day of happiness and festivity. Food is sent to one's friends, and presents are given to the poor. One may work on these days, but it is not proper to do so. And for those who read on the 15th, all of this happens on the 15th. Those that read on Monday or Thursday, not on the 14th or 15th, may do the mitzvah of giving gifts to the poor on the day that they read. But the rejoicing should be on the 14th. And the Purim feast must be during the day, not at night. 15th halacha. The Purim meal should contain meat, and it should be a festive suda to the extent that a person is able. And a person should drink wine to the point that they get drunk and fall asleep. Everyone should send two foods, whether meat or two types of cooked food or other types of food to their fellow. And that is two types of food to one person. The more one gives, the better. For one that doesn't have a lot to give, he and his friend should exchange what they're eating at their meal, and that is enough. 16th halacha. One should also give money to the poor on Purim. Money should be given to two different poor people. And while it normally is money, it could also be cooked foods or other foods that are capable of being eaten. One should not be particular about who they are giving money to. Rather, anyone that sticks out their hand, money should be given to them. 17th halacha. It is better for someone to give more money to the poor rather than to make a bigger suda or meal. Because the greatest simcha is bringing simcha to the poor, to the orphans, to the widows, and to converts. And indeed, one who brings simcha to the hearts of these individuals resembles the Shechina. 18th halacha. All of the books of the prophets will be nullified in the future other than Megillus Esther. It will continue to exist along with the five books of the Torah and the halachas and the oral law, which will never be nullified. But all of our memories of the difficulties that we've endured will be nullified. Nonetheless, the days of Purim will not be nullified.